Welcome back to Misfits in the Church, a show designed to help individuals who struggle with belonging in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My name is Jerry Cook, and I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I'm grateful for that opportunity, but we also recognize that there can be some challenges with regard to belonging in a church that expects so much of us. Today, I want to talk a little bit about the miracle of forgiving. Throughout much of my life, and especially on my mission, I, I was very interested in the words of President Spencer W. Kimball, who talked a lot about and wrote a lot about his classic book, The Miracle of Forgiveness. We learn a lot about forgiveness. We learn a lot about being forgiven by God. We learn a lot about receiving forgiveness from God. And going through those steps. But I don't think that we spend as much time focusing on how to forgive others or how to forgive ourselves. One of the things that I'm super grateful for is the opportunity that we can forgive others. Do we realize if it wasn't for the atonement of Jesus Christ, it would be virtually impossible to forgive other people? Justice would demand a payment, and that payment would be made in full. But Jesus Christ took upon himself the sins and mistakes and burdens of pains of all people. And it's up to us whether or not we're going to accept that gift or not. I'm going to share two different talks from General Conference that talk a little bit about forgiveness. The first one is Elder Gong's April 2021 talk entitled Room in the Inn. And it's about Jesus Christ being the Good Samaritan and how we are invited to become more and more like Christ as the Good Samaritan. So let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of that clip and then we'll come back. In this Easter season, Jesus Christ invites us to become like him, a Good Samaritan to make his inn, his church, a refuge for all from life's bruises and storms. We prepare for his promised second coming, as each day we do unto the least of these, as we would unto him. The least of these is each of us. As we come with the Good Samaritan to the inn, we learn five things about Jesus Christ and ourselves. First, we come to the inn as we are, with the foibles and imperfections we each have. Yet, we all have something needed to contribute. Our journey to God is often found together. We belong as united community. Third, in his inn, we learn perfection is in Jesus Christ, not in the perfectionism of the world. Our Savior Jesus Christ knows everything about us we don't want anyone else to know and he still loves us. His is a gospel of second and third chances made possible by his atoning sacrifice. He invites each of us to be a good Samaritan, less judgmental and more forgiving of ourselves and of each other, even as we strive more fully to keep his commandments. I feel like Elder Gong is badly needed in, in our church to teach 
many of these principles that he can in a unique way. And not only does he talk about belonging, but he's able to connect the principle of forgiveness with that of belonging. If we want to help others feel like they belong, especially in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, then being able to forgive them, forgiving them often and frequently, is really the way to do it. As Elder Gong testified, that he felt like the inn that was referred to in the story of the Good Samaritan, the inn might have represented the church. And do we help bind up the wounds and perhaps prevent the wounds from happening in the first place of those that we may have considered to be in opposition to us, just as the Samaritans saw the Jews. About 10 years ago, I conducted a great deal of research with those who had experienced various forms of trauma, from divorce to the loss of a loved one, to experiencing health issues, to um, kidnapping of their children. There were a lot of different things and accidents as well. One of the stories that, I, that I'm reminded of, or one of the interviews that I was reminded of, was um, a young woman by the name of Tiffany. And Tiffany was preparing to become a professional, or at least an Olympic, ice skater. And throughout this process, she needed a coach, and that coach abused her. She told me about the challenges of that, and the challenges of sharing it with other people, because that essentially ended her career. But it was also about forgiving this other person who had, who had wounded her. The one thing that really stuck out to me in the interview that I did with her is that she said, I couldn't really move on with my life unless I fully forgave the one who hurt me the most. And she also said something that I think is also important because a lot of times when we think of forgiveness, we, we often think it's final. If we forgive someone, then we should never have to do it again. That's not typically realistic. We can forgive someone in that moment to the best of our abilities. But if, if we were wounded terribly by another person, then we're often going to experience what are known as emotional triggers or events or experiences that remind us of what happened. And then we learn to forgive that person all over again. And each time or each situation, we learn something new about ourselves and the power of forgiveness. If we have to forgive them 70 times 7, notice that that's what Jesus said, it doesn't mean that we didn't forgive them the first time. Sometimes we may need to forgive them 70 times 7 times, for one thing because of all the triggers that could be involved. Another miracle with regard to forgiving is forgiving ourselves. And there has been a bit of discussion about forgiving ourselves after a sin, but what about a mistake? It's very interesting that in this life, we probably will never have a full understanding of why we did the stupid things that we did or why we made the mistakes that we did, or why we said the things that we said, or why we didn't say things when we should have. We don't know how much as a result of hidden trauma that has influenced us. We don't know how much 
as a result of not really knowing or understanding what we did was wrong until later on. We, we don't know how much of our mistakes are really due to our brain not being fully developed, or we don't know how much is due to learning these negative or unhealthy patterns of and behaviors from other people. So there's there's a lot that's going on, and I'm not I'm not trying to um, condone whatever mistakes that we've made or to say that it's okay to make any mistakes. But the reality is that God is the ultimate judge, and he will have a full understanding of those things, even, even if we don't. The other general conference talk that I wanted to bring up was by Elder Peter Muirs, whose general conference talk was entitled, He Could Heal Me, in the April 2023 general conference session. And so I'm going to play a little bit of, about that, just a little bit of background on that first as he was driving and he fell asleep and he was involved in a head-on collision that injured his his family and some members much more than others. And so we'll go ahead and pick up from that point. That night I left three family members in the hospital and took a hushed taxi ride home with my two daughters. Through the long night, I pled with Heavenly Father that my family and those injured in the other vehicle would recover. Mercifully, my prayers and fervently offered prayers by many others were answered. All were healed over time, a great blessing and tender mercy. Yet I continued to have deep feelings of guilt and remorse for causing such a terrible accident. I would wake during the night and relive the horrific events. I struggled for years to forgive myself and to find peace. Then, as a priesthood leader, assisting others to repent and helping them to feel the compassion, mercy and love of the Saviour, I realised that he could heal me. The Saviour's healing and redeeming power applies to accidental mistakes, poor decisions, challenges and trials of every kind, as well as to our sins. As I turned to him, my feelings of guilt and remorse were gradually replaced with peace and rest. It's hard enough to find forgiveness for ourselves when we've done something wrong or when we've hurt other people. But when we hurt people that we're responsible for caring for, such as a parent hurting a child, very few things, or, or allowing that child to become hurt because of our own mistakes, our own inadequacies, that is some of the greatest pain that a person can experience in their lives. And so how do we, how do we learn to forgive ourselves, whether we're a parent or maybe we were a sibling that allowed certain things to happen, or a friend, uh, or a, a bystander, someone who could have intervened and, and never did. How do, we, how do we learn to forgive ourselves? And I think it's, it's a lot of what was addressed in this general conference session is that it, takes, it typically takes quite a bit of time. I think a lot of times we point to the story of Enos where he said, where he, he went into the wilderness and he, he, 
he prayed and immediately he felt like everything was wiped clean for him. And although I believe that Jesus Christ forgives us quickly, and I believe that he gives us many, many chances, he certainly has, has done the same, has done that for me, and I know that he'll do that for you, sometimes it becomes much more difficult to, number one, believe that Jesus Christ would forgive us, number two, that Jesus has forgiven us, and number three, the willingness to forgive ourselves. Again, that, that takes time. It takes an understanding of how Jesus Christ looks at us and his willingness to forgive us. And the real question that we have to come to, not just mentally, but also on a very emotional and a very personal level, is do I really believe that Jesus Christ suffered not only for my sins, but also for my mistakes and for the pains that I may have caused other people? And again, that's if if someone isn't there emotionally, it doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that they're bad members of the church. It's just one of those experiences that we all need to experience. One of the uh, other individuals that I that I interviewed, I talked about the ice skater. I also interviewed someone who was involved in a car accident, much like Elder Muir's. But in and the person that I interviewed. He lost two members of his family as well as one of his legs. And the amount of pain and suffering that's caused in that process is just excruciating. And I, I can't say that specifically from experience, but I know as a, as a parent, there's things that I wish that I would have done better. There's, there's mistakes that I've made where I wish, again, I wish I would have done better. I wish I would have, would have known better. And, um, and, and that's true throughout my life. I think it's important to recognize that just as this person whom I interviewed recognized is that many of the things that we go through are not, not just a test. A lot of times we refer to them as a test, but as experience. And we may not like the experience. I remember in one general conference session, one of the speakers said that Jesus is much more interested in my growth than my comfort. And I don't like it that way, but it is that way. And that's certainly true, that there's going to be a lot of, a lot of hard and difficult and painful experiences. And the question is, what is it that we're going to learn from those experiences? My own personal bias about over and, and what I've learned from my own research, even if it's not from a religious perspective, whether it is or isn't, one of the things that helps us heal, that helps us overcome or get through the pain of making those mistakes or committing sins and hurting other people is that we find a sense of purpose for that pain. And exactly how to do that, that's going to be a little bit different for everyone. It's something that I'm going to talk about throughout in, in another podcast episode. But when we can find a sense of purpose, and just to let you know, when we ask God, why did I have to go through that? It's pretty rare. It's pretty unlikely for God to say, oh, this is exactly the reason. It usually takes more time, and it's usually found more through 
asking, Heavenly Father, what can I do now? What could I do now with the pain that I have? Where can I use it to glorify you and and our Savior? And that's or to help or to help other people. That's something that I have found in my own personal life, as well as with a lot of other people that I interviewed who went through various forms of trauma. I hope that was helpful, and I testify that forgiveness is incredibly powerful, and that when we learn how to forgive other people, it helps give them the gift of belonging. And when we learn how to forgive ourselves, it helps give us the gift of belonging. Take care, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.